Hello and welcome to Full Time with Meg Linehan. I am your host, Meg Linehan. I feel extremely confident that you are not expecting an episode to show up in your feed on Tuesday, especially after I told you all that we would actually be back on Friday to discuss the NWSL Challenge Cup semifinals and preview the championship match. So that episode is still in the works, but we have such major NWSL news today that we had to bring you an emergency episode of Full Time with Meg Linehan. So on Tuesday, the NWSL awarded an expansion team to a new ownership group in Los Angeles. The team hasn't been formally named yet, but they've coined themselves Angel City, and they're planning on starting play in the 2022 NWSL season. Back in June, I reported that these expansion talks were underway, but what I didn't have yet was the full list of the ownership group, and it is a truly incredible one. So Angel City's ownership is led by actor and activist Natalie Portman, Karen Nortman, who's a partner at Upfront Ventures, media and gaming entrepreneur Julie Ehrman, and tech entrepreneur Alexis Ohanian. So if you haven't read it yet, I actually have an article up on The Athletic with a long Q&A with Natalie Portman discussing how she got involved in the NWSL and how she is all in on Angel City. And plus, both Julie and Alexis are joining the pod today to discuss the team. So that's actually not where the list ends. Uh, Serena Williams and her daughter with Alexis, Alexis Olympia Ohanian Jr. are both part of the founding investment group. 14 former U.S. Women's National Team players are also in, including Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy, Lauren Holiday, and Abby Wambach. You might know some of those names uh, if you are <laughs> women's soccer fans. And plus Wambach's wife, author, and activist Glennon Doyle. Portman's also joined by fellow actors Uzo Aduba, America Ferreira, Jennifer Garner, Eva Longoria, and Lily Singh, plus their executives from around the LA scene joining in as well, such as Netflix's VP of original series, Cindy Holland. That is not the total list. If you want the total list, you can read that in any article on The Athletic. You're probably seeing it go around Twitter right now as well. So Angel City also announced that they were partnering with the LA84 Foundation and directly supporting their Play Equity Fund. As Renata Samril, president and CEO of LA44, states in the official release, the organization treats equity as a social justice issue, and it's committed to driving access to sports for underserved communities, including communities of color, the physically challenged, and developmentally disabled. All right, so now that you're caught up on pretty much the biggest expansion news for the NWSL ever, let's bring on Julia Ehrman and Alexis Ohanian to discuss the newest team in the league. All right, Julia, I wanted to start with you and just quick overview of how this actually happened. What was the first call you got? Who was it from? And, and how did that journey start for you? Well, it wasn't a call. Uh, I play in a wild feminist women, women in tech basketball league that gets together every summer. And amongst of the people that show up uh, is Karen Norman, who is a good friend, who is a venture capitalist here in Los Angeles. And I've known in the tech world for years. We actually played basketball in high school against each other. And she tells a story and always leaves out the fact that my team always won. So I like to make sure the record is straight. Um, it was right on the, it was in August 18th. It was right on the heels of the U.S. Women's National Team's victory at the World Cup. So there was a lot of enthusiasm and excitement about that game and just in general about the players and how incredible they are. Really, to Alexis's point, transcending the sport and being pop icons in addition to be these incredible athletes and role models. And Karen knew that I am a huge sports fan. I grew up playing basketball and played through college and asked me, if I wanted to help her and her partner, Natalie Portman, pursue the idea of bringing a women's professional 
soccer team to Los Angeles. And I, like probably most fans, love the U.S. women's national team, watch them fanatically every four years, and had no idea what the NWSL was. Um, and so I took it as a challenge to both educate myself about this professional soccer league and as well as figure out, is it possible to bring another team to the city? What would that cost? What would that look like? And what group of people would we want to put together to make that happen to really ensure our success in doing so? Nice. All right. So let's, we're going to talk about this, this totally massive list of ownership before you guys come on. I'm going to go through every single name that's in this group, but Alexis, before we get into the actual group itself, I do, I want to ask you about this actually being a family affair for you because at the top of this Mm -hmm. list is your wife, Serena Williams, and also your daughter, uh, Alexis Jr. And I'm just kind of curious as to how that, that happened. What, what, I feel like Olympia has to be the youngest owner now in pro sports, right? Like she has to be. I, I can't confirm <laughs> that, but uh, but I, it seems like a good seems like a good uh, headline to run with. I think. Look, we th- this was an investment both um, made from uh, so initialized capital, which is a venture firm, uh, early stage venture firm that I co-founded, and then as well as personally for me, Alexis, uh, as a gift uh, to my wife and to my daughter. Um, I gifted them ownership shares as well. Um, I think it's it sort of goes without saying the the impact that my wife and her sister uh, have had on sports uh, and, and, you know, given her association and closeness to Los Angeles, you know, that also made a lot of sense. Um, but it really was crystallized by a comment that she made while we were in Wimbledon watching the final last year of the Women's World Cup, uh, Olympia was running around the house in her uh, Alex Morgan jersey. It's an easy sport for a two-year-old to pick up and play. Uh, and so we'd be kicking the ball around. And I, you know, like any parent remarked, you know, hey, Olympia, wouldn't it be nice one day, you know, if you played in the World Cup yourself? And, uh, and Serena, without missing a beat, said, only if they they pair what she's worth and i looked at her and i i mean it was it was well put and i i didn't have a response other than all right challenge accepted like give me 16 or so years uh then olympia will be 18 and uh and i'll see what we can do and and i really you know i i this is uh the, these are two women who i obviously adore and love and this just felt like the right um right right way to to celebrate them all right so let's let's actually figure out how <laughs> did this group of investors i mean so we've got natalie portman right kara the two of you we've got 14 total former us women's national team players we've got other folks from around you know the the media entertainment gaming it like it's just such a giant group so for either one of you, how, how did all of this actually come together in the span of about a year? Yeah, I mean, it really started with a friendship that Natalie and Kara developed through their engagement with Time's Up and their focus on pay equality and getting to meet the players, meeting Rebecca Rue, who runs the U.S. Women's National Team Players Association, and really learning about the league, the players, and women's soccer in general. And it all catalyzed with the World Cup and that victory where Natalie is texting Kara and saying, we should bring a team to LA. Then Kara and I play in a basketball league and being an entrepreneur and somebody who knows how to build a product, a team, a community and a brand um, who is an entrepreneur who can look at this 
differently and say, we are not going to approach this by the collectively, the three of us having the money, owning a stadium or agreeing to build a stadium and having a fan base day one and go to the league and say, okay, give us the expansion rights. We want a team. We thought about this as a venture and said, okay, what are the milestones we have to a step across to prove that this is viable, that this has legs, that increases the valuation of what it is we're building. And as we establish those and cross those milestones, who are the right people to bring along at the right time? So once we determined that it was financially feasible to do this, that we could raise enough money for a five-year runway and think about it and present it as a venture opportunity, then we went to find the right investors that could help us build the team, build the organization, build the product, build the brand. And very early on, we were introduced to Alexis, who is, believes in the mission the same way we do. I mean, we are approaching this differently. We think of sport as entertainment. This is mission plus capital. This is engage in our local community, but also entertain the world. And Alexis understood this from the beginning because of his story about his daughter, that if she's going to be a professional soccer player, she's going to get paid. And if she's going to get paid, that means more people have to pay attention and more people have to engage. And he just had the exact same enthusiasm and passion and belief and mission, as well as building a profitable business. We knew we found a perfect partner in Alexis. Oh, oh thank you, Julie. Well, it, look, I, my job these days is to meet with early, early stage entrepreneurs who have typically, I prefer a little more than a deck and a vision, right? That's, and, 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 it's a great job because it requires a tremendous amount of conviction uh, before anyone else really does uh, and, and an ability to actually help that. And so I have to develop a kind of spidey sense for where there is heat uh, that maybe other folks may not see. And, and one of the things I look for just because, right, I helped, I mean, I helped co-found and then um, turn around Reddit, uh, which is a, I think the largest English language community platform on the internet, I look for things that have community, that have this ability to organize people um, to really, in some cases actually, um, to really transcend the actual business itself. Um, and that's where I've made some of my best investments over the years. And then to see something like this, and, and sport is so interesting. As a, If you think of all the different channels of entertainment that exist today, um, sport is really the most unique because all the others, whether it is music, uh, sort of moving pictures, uh, all, all of those other media, um, are getting radically transformed by technology in such a way that like, you know, you could, you could point to TikTok Quibi being an easy example. Um, bottom up, the, the world is now providing so much infinite distraction. Um, you know, a 12 year old with a clever dance can get more attention than a film that someone's been working on for two years with an army of a thousand people. Um, and that sources, those sources of infinite distraction are going to keep growing and growing and growing. And so if you have something that has a community, if you have something that has a brand and a meaning that can break through the noise, because when someone sees it, they know, oh, I, right, this is my tribe. These are my people. This is something I believe in. They'll pay attention. Sport, obviously, is, is probably one of the best modern examples of using this kind of community building. And what makes it so special is that unlike all of the others, uh, it, is, it has an objective foundation, which is either winning or losing. 
Um, there's no, you know, having a top trending song on Spotify, uh, is not necessarily an indicator of, of greatness in the same objective way that sport is. And so as technology makes infinite competition in those other areas and also creates uh, sort of consistent, consistent opportunity for someone else to show up and, and take attention. Um, sport is this last bastion of entertainment where as we're seeing right now, and, and grats, by the way, to the women of the WSL for coming back safely and first in the United States. They don't get enough credit for that. That is a way to capture our attention as a public that is never going to get innovated away. There will always need to be real humans playing those real sports to capture our attention and entertain us. And, and that is something that no amount of technology will change the fundamentals of, unlike every other one of those entertainment industries. And uh, that's powerful. And then to be able to build a community around that that's built like a modern business with modern tech is, is really formidable. I want to I want to definitely focus on this community thing because I think it's always at the heart of of any single NWSL team, but the NWSL itself. So Alexis, I'm going to come back to you, but Julie first. Um, obviously, there is this you know NWSL LA community that's already existed, has had this petition. I mean, Natalie Portman shared it on her Instagram, which still cracks me up because by that point, conversations were absolutely. <laughs> already in the works but Absolutely. what what has it been like to have knowing like okay i have you know a thousand people already in this space in this particular space that you know okay i'm gonna eventually reward them down the line yeah i mean in the tech space we call it product market fit right you want to make sure you know that there's going to be market for what it is you're building and that's very hard to determine before the product is even in the marketplace and with the soccer team, after Karen and I spoke in that faithful basketball game in August, literally that was a Monday, that following Sunday was El Trafico, and it was LAFC versus LA Galaxy. And the three of us went to the game, uh, Becca Roo from the U.S. Women's Players, uh, uh, U.S. Women's National Team that runs the Players Association, uh, hosted us. And we got to see firsthand what a supporters group is. I mean, I am a diehard Trojan. I go to all the USC football games. I've been to almost every professional sport game here in Los Angeles, and there was nothing like the 3252. And dead smack in the middle of that was Lindsay and Mark waving the flag, bring NWSL to LA. So we were already passionate and excited about doing this, not only for the players, but now for the city and the fans. So knowing that we were going to have such an incredibly fanatic and supportive and passionate fan base to work with just pushed us further to not give up and not let a no stop us and find our way to Alexis and find our way to all the other investors who believe in this with us. Great. Now, Alexis, you shared, there was an article on The Verge. Um, I actually spoke to the author of that article. We, we ended up on the phone for like an hour just talking about women's soccer and Twitter and, and all of these other spaces where people are at. But I'm just kind of curious for you, like what's impressed you so far about what you've seen from the NWSL community? Obviously, you know, you've already said, Tweets got your attention on this, right? So, what are you yeah. seeing right now? I the, the the grassroots community that exists, and that that Verge article did such a good job celebrating and, and documenting the history of, because this is not a new thing, right? These are dogged supporters who, in spite of the fact that you know, I'll name names, ESPN and organizations like it, continue to not give the NWSL the credit it deserves. Like, if anything, has and this is in, in such sort of internet nature, has just stoked the fires and, and, and made them even more passionate. And I, like, 
I would much rather be on the side of the David here because we know this story. We know, we know how this plays out because there are far more people connected online who, when their ideas are so shareable, uh, and yeah, if you, win, if you win the memes, you win the internet, um, who, whose passion actually brings new viewers, who actually brings more people into the sport. Like You can't, you can't ask for better raw materials to be trying to bring a club about in and and Julie's absolutely right like this is a an amazing gift because that product market fit like she said doesn't usually doesn't usually come about until you're actually in market uh, but the market is so hungry for the product that they're they've they've been signaling for quite a bit and I I personally love the fact that a bunch of them some very very passionately were challenging me to to put my money where my mouth was like that is exactly what you want to see and and meanwhile, you know, there are, gosh, there are very well-established pro sports leagues that uh, would love to have an ounce of that kind of passion and fire. Uh, and, and so I, I'm, like I said, I'm just grateful. And, and Julie and the team have seized just an amazing opportunity that uh, hopefully will, will delight a lot of uh, Angelinos and, and people all over the world with. Right. All right. So I've got one last one. I, th I think I would really like both of you to answer. It's a, it's a big picture one. I asked Natalie the same question, but what do you see the value of the NWSL kind of right now, but also, you know, you, you've already got like a five-year plan. In theory, we're also going to get Olympics in Los Angeles, right, that are, that are also going to play probably a pretty huge part in this team. So what are you thinking in terms of big picture NWSL and its potential? So, Julie, if you, if you want to kick us off on that one. I mean, I'm looking at – high seven-figure jersey sponsorships and expansion fees in the less than 25 years of $350 million. I mean, these are the best players in the world, and they entertain us on so many different levels with how skilled they are, with how smart they are, with how passionate they are for how they show up in the community and how they show up for causes that matter to them. They are athletes, they're stars, they're role models, they're businesswomen, and to be able to provide them a platform at where they can show all that off and being here in Los Angeles and putting together this incredible group of storytellers. Alexis is a storyteller. Natalie's a storyteller. Eva Longoria is a storyteller. Cindy Holland's a storyteller. Brian Weinstein's a storyteller. Like we know how to tell the stories of the league and the team and the players and the community and the fans. Like we are, our ultimate goal is 40%, 80%, 90% of sports, you know, media coverage. It's just unacceptable when the best players in the world where 80% of the viewers are women and want to watch sports don't get to see them play. And we're going to shine a light on that and we're going to have a really big megaphone and we're, to Lexus's point, going to elevate the sport and show how valuable it truly is. Yeah, as, as the mm -hmm. only technical uh, full-time women's soccer writer in the country for a mainstream outlet, I, I personally appreciate that one. So, <laughs> all right, Alexis. It's you coming, Meg. It, it is... <laughs> What, what, what Julie and this squad are going to do will be what we saw happen five years ago, six years ago, when, when esports got legitimized through real dollars and real attention. And, and I, am, I, I think a big part of this is not just the story of this squad, which is it's going to be an amazing story, but it's also going to be the excitement and the energy around other clubs around the country and frankly around the world too. And, and we can set a bar here that won't just be setting a bar for the NWSL or for women's sports, but for all clubs. 
Like it is, it is a chief goal of ours to do the things that make, you know, man, you, uh, perk up and be like, wait, how come we're not doing that? Why didn't we think of that? Why can't we do this? Right. That is where the expectations are. And that's where they absolutely should be for any, any new endeavor. Uh, and a, and a women's football club should be no different. Uh, and I'm excited to watch that unfold and I'm excited to watch that inspire more. And, and I think to the credit of everyone on board here, we see this as, as very plus sum in that our success does not actually diminish the chances of success for others. It, it will be uh, actually increasing all of ours. Uh, and so I think you'll watch as this happens, um, this will be done with a mindset of, of not quite literally open sourcing, but in a lot of ways, creating templates and creating a model for other clubs to look to and grow from and gain from and for all of us to benefit from that reality. And like, this is just all we know. This is all Julie and I know from startups. That's just how we do things in that industry. And, and it's, it's exciting. It's going to be exciting to see that happen now with sports. All right. Well, I mean, officially welcome to the NWSL. It's, I feel like Tuesday is probably going to be one of the biggest days we've really ever had in women's soccer. So I'm, I'm just extremely excited to see what the reaction is like. But thank you to both of you for the time. And I'm sure I will be probably talking to both of you quite a bit between now and, and first kick in 2022. So thank you for uh, being on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Julia and Alexis for their time. And again, we have plenty of coverage of this brand new LA expansion team over at The Athletic for you to read as well. Uh, Before we recorded the interview with the two of them, I also spoke to them both. And there's some new stuff that you won't get from this episode of the podcast that's also up on the site in a companion piece for this episode. Plus, again, that interview with Natalie Portman as well. I'll be back again with you later this week on Friday still for our usual episode, and we'll get back into the swing of things for the NWSL Challenge Cup. And I'll keep the usual end of episode very short today. I'm sure everyone wants to just sit here and read everything that they can about LA. But you know the drill. Your ratings interviews help us out in a huge way. And if you still need to subscribe to The Athletic, you can always sign up and get 40% off a new annual subscription at theathletic.com slash full-time. You can find all of my women's soccer coverage on The Athletic and follow me on Twitter at It's Meg Linehan. Our podcast producer, as always, is Michael Zimmerman. And from The Athletic, I'm Meg Linehan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>